All right, this is a question we kind of ask every guest that we have on the show. And the uh, question is, when you got to the league, who's the first person to, like, bust your ass? Or, like, this le- this the level. Like, this yeah. is the highest level to go. Man, my first game was uh, against uh, Melo, you know, and AI. But I had to guard Melo. And he was, what, I was 18, 19. He was probably, what, 24? Denver. 23. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I never played that Denver altitude. I didn't really know too much about. And Melo just physical, you know. He just, he'll duck you in in the paint, hit you with the shoulder, and then he'll take you out, jab, jab, pull over top of you. So you can't, you want to be physical, but you don't. Like, he just had you thinking too much on D. And he, I was just, I went, we had a back-to-back that night. I just, I got on the plane confused. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's going to be like this every night. Yo, this Q Ridge, D-Miles, we in San Francisco, the Bay Area, out here right across from the Golden Gate Bridge, my man, Easy Money Sniper, a.k.a. KD, a.k.a. MVP, you know what I'm saying, he done invited us into his space, and he rocking out with the knuckleheads, man, we appreciate you for rocking with us today, bro. This is Q Rich and D Miles and Knuckleheads. We culture pushers. That's when I knew I was like, I'm gonna be a rebel. This is Fact Finder right here. This is a story that people don't know. You can't call me soft and you can't disrespect where I'm from. I did deal with a lot of losing. That shit sucked. Now I gotta get crap. We come from an authentic OG standpoint. But it's always good vibes. Yo, what are y'all doing here? I thought I was just coming over to watch the game and you guys got a microphone set up in the backyard and. Okay. I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. When Melo came to the league, when we played against him, you know, being in Portland, being in their conference and, and playing against him and so forth on, the aggression and how aggressive he was yeah. as a rookie, just yeah. coming to the league, how aggressive and physical he was, I was like, yeah, he a dog. He was like, he one of them. Yeah. Like, I yeah. knew he was going to be, like, scoring like that, definitely in the league because yeah. his aggression towards you. And and I hated guarding Melo. <laughs> I had to guard him all the time, too, like. There's some it, certain games, you know, you gotta get a, you gotta physically get up for it. You know, you know you're gonna be bumping I, and grinding. You know, he one of those games for sure. I could, like, for me, I, I could deal with the bumping and grinding, but then he was six eight. Yeah. <laughs> so now, like, everything. yeah. So now, like, the fact that you know, I was one of the people that could deal with like the physicality of it. Now he gonna drag me out there, and now he could, like you say, jab, jab, but mm-hmm. then just raise up and shoot over. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so for me, that was always an issue, but. I want to talk to you about, like, growing up in the Maryland, D.C., that whole DMV area, you know, high school and, and ball growing up, it was at a high level out there. Y'all, yeah, had, a, y'all sure. had a lot of dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, talk about some of the dudes you grew up playing with that was, yeah. like, some of them dudes that was boys. I know Bees is a dude yeah, yeah. that you, you know what I'm saying, grew up playing. I played with him my one year in Miami, so I know, like, he's yeah, a sure. walking bucket. So, for like... Sure. Just like y'all got a y'all got a one of the cities and one of the areas just like you know well respected yeah, as far yeah. as like the, the the people y'all didn't put out. Just talk about some of the people you grew up playing against. I mean, it go back far, you know, to like watching guys like I came up watching like Keith Bogans and, and <laughs> Bogues, uh, uh, jo- yeah, Joseph Forte and um, then Steve Francis and then Demar Johnson. All those dudes you kind of like grew up watching and they making a McDonald's game and making it to the league and. 
and then you playing against some, you know, you see, you know, and when you're playing uh, uh, rec ball and you see one or two dudes that's just as good as you, mm-hmm. and that one, that one dude for me was Mike Beasley. You know, that, how crazy was that? And then as I got older in eighth grade, Ty Lawson, I seen him for the first time, and that was just like another experience see somebody that fast and that good at basketball yeah. at that age because, like, we so sheltered. So, like, then you were saying so many dudes just go to, you know, nice high schools and then head, head to college. And I'm like, man, I didn't realize how much talent we had in that area until I got older. And that just molded me into who I was because every night we was playing in high school was against dudes that were either going to D1 schools or, like, you know, young dudes coming up. So it was it was a good competition. Nationally, too. Like, talk about that, like the other high school players that you was just hearing about. You might yeah. not even seen their face or seen nothing of them, but yeah, you yeah. just know some a lot of noise about them. Yeah, I mean, that's when the internet was really just, you know, popping off, really. So hmm. we was just jumping on all of those sites. And, you know, you wanted to see how you stacked up against the players in your neighborhood. And, and you know, hopefully once you got out and got some exposure in the country. So, you was hearing about so many players, 6'9", 240. You're like, right. what, is he, what does that even look like? You know, 6'4", <laughs> point guard, 195. I'm like, I've never seen this before. So, like, your imagination was just, you know, kind of running wild. And then I was chasing the NBA life, just wanted to see what that was about. And then seeing all the young players coming out of high school and, and playing in the NBA, it was just – it was perfect for me at that time because it was not too much basketball, but it was just enough. You know what I'm saying? It was able, I was able to still go outside and play and still catch up on everything in the NBA. You know yeah. what I mean? It was the, cool. Demar Johnson was a – He was crazy in yeah, high school. for real. Like, me and him – Like, I met him – I met him at ABCD. Me and him played on the same team together. And he didn't even realize he was ranked. Like, that's what was crazy. I remember we sitting there one day, we looking at the rankings, and I'm like, yo, you know, what's your name? What grade? You know, we going over each other's name. And he like, yeah. Say his name. I'm looking. I'm going through it. I say, man, bro, you number one freshman. <laughs> like, you don't know that. He like, nah, I ain't even know. I'm like, man, that's when. That's back when he really yeah, was. he was. Crossover, crossover, yeah. crossover, Long. bang on you, yeah. like throw shoot on you, shoot thing. the three, like everything. Yeah. Like when he, he was, was saying he can come out of No, he could have went straight year. out of high school. Yeah, he was telling him to leave after junior year and everything. I remember that. He could have went straight out of high school. I, I, I couldn't believe he went to college. He did one year at Cincinnati, right? Yep. yep. And then we was in the same draft, for all of us. Kenyans, Kenny Satterfield. It's pretty good, though, that what? time. They was, they was, they was a, they <laughs> was was a the problem. Deal. But he Kenyan when the guy hurt? Oh, Kenyan broke his leg earlier. Yeah, they was the deal. Yeah, they was tough. Kenyan player of the yeah. Like, so, 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 like, speaking of DJ, right, him being, like, a 6'9", a long, lengthy dude, like, did he, like, did he, and, like, if he did, but what other players, like, influenced you being, oh, yeah. like, a tall, you know what I'm saying, 6'9", yeah. six, six, well, 7 feet type dude, yeah. just, like, you know what I'm saying, shooting jumpers, handling the ball as well as you do, and doing all the things, like, basically being a, a two-guard yeah. in a 7-foot, 6'11", 6'10", frame, yeah. like, who, name some of the guys, I mean, I heard you say some of the guys, I heard you mention him before, mm-hmm. and I've always said that I looked at, looked at you as, like, D Miles 2.0. Like when D Miles hit the scene, it was like, what what's going on? This yeah. boy 6'9 out Wanky, here. Thank really you. Bang. Everybody. But I'm yeah. talking about really had the right to left crossover that was Jay, moving. Phase, all yeah, that, yeah, and was like banging that thing. And like then you came and like you like him with like combined D Miles with like a I don't know, like Ray Allen or Rashard type three. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The one thing that he was missing was like his jumper okay. and all of that. And you come in, yeah. the, you know, the 50, 90, whatever everybody yeah, says. You just build dude. on with all, all those dudes you watch coming up. 
DJ, like, man, he ain't have to, but he took me on his wing as I was coming up from, like, as a high school kid, just always following him to the gym. And just seeing the lifestyle, seeing stuff that I wanted to be a part of. He was always cool and bringing the youngsters back from our, around our way just to be saying. around the life. So he showed us love, and you realize what the OGs really did for mm-hmm. the game, you know. So the stuff that I seen him do, and then before him, just really watching, seeing what you was doing, and it was just like, you just want to do that, you just want to keep building, and seeing how you can, how far you can take it, because it's just about evolution of the game, you know what I mean? So somebody that's going to do what I do, that's going to maybe fine-tune it in a different way. So I was seeing that at an early age, I was like, finally, it's somebody that looked like me. Cause right, I'm the only right. one walking around here long and skinny yeah. and playing in this sport, so I'm like, man, finally somebody that looked like me and it just make you feel like you can do anything out there. For me, it was like when I was coming up, I was seeing, I seen KG. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, tall, sure. dark yeah. skin, lanky, yeah. aggression, yeah. hollering, especially. And I ain't really seen right. him when he was in South Carolina. I heard about him, but I didn't see him. You know what I'm saying? When he came to Chicago, it was like, man, I got a chance to see who KG was. And yeah. then seeing, like, you know, McGrady, you know, man, you know what I'm saying? The, Lamar Odom, seeing these tall six nine dudes, like oh, they moving around a yeah, little bit more. Yeah, and I just added, try to add stuff like you say to my game and mm-hmm. and craft my stuff after them and so forth. I learned different moves and you know stuff like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be like that. You know what I'm saying? We all just watching. This. We all fans of the sport. So like, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, if I see somebody that I want to emulate and be like and pull from their game and watch them and try to be like them off the court, see how they handle situations. Like, all that stuff meant something to me as I was coming up because, like, that's all I really had. That's like, like when you coming up from the neighborhood, you don't got nothing else but playing basketball. So you mm-hmm. want to see all these dudes who do it. Every day I was watching T-Mac clips. On, I had the tapes. We was running tapes, watching T-Mac film, looking at stats, looking at how he go left, pull up. Like, that was somebody I was drawn to and I had to study. So I had to write so much stuff down on him, and I was just starting to learn about him and see how he came from high school and how he was 6'8", long and athletic like me. So I just kind of shift my focus just to him. And, um, and then once you go to one player and you just go to the next and then you just go from there. So, but T-Mac and Kobe was the two guys that I always stared at constantly when they played and try to figure out how they did what they did. T-Mac had 30 in the clip every time he seen me. Like, like <laughs> thought he was shooting at me. Like, walk down the street, see T-Mac, he's shooting at me. He got 30 in the clip. Man. All that made perfect This is when he was winning the scoring title. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, he was doing crazy. Numbers. This boy, man. athletic. He shoot threes, pull-ups, yeah. he post-up. He ain't no little dude. You just can't bully yeah. him like that. Yeah. Like, pass. He was serious, yeah. man. I never could understand when people used to say, man, Kobe played just like Jordan, like that was a bad thing. <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, no, right. That's like, hard what? to look like, like Jordan. Man, what? You know, yeah. if I was, I could rock like Mike? Yeah, shoot the fade The like style, Mike. how he <laughs> yeah. dunked, the flavor, all the, yeah. the swag. Like. So speaking on when you was coming up and, you know, the influences, like at what point did it hit you or did you realize, like, man, like, I'm nice. Like, I could play in the NBA one day. I went to five-star camp. I was a 10th grader. Nobody really knew my name, but it was like springtime, and I was going into the summer playing in all these camps, like right before All-American camp. But I had went to five-star, 
and I got like the most outstanding player. But I went the year before, that was my first time ever at a camp. And then that next year I was going back and I was playing outside and I was just cruising. I was just pulling up from deep. Everybody was coming to watch the games. I'm dunking on people. I'm just like, yo, the game is coming super easy to me. And last year it's like I was having a hard time just trying to figure it out. So I'm like, I put in so much work and I'm starting to see the results. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm getting taller at the same time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yo, I really, I really can do whatever I want out there. And I start seeing my name in the rankings. And I seen on, they had the NBA draft website. Now they can have the mock drafts. And I seen right. my name in the right. mock draft. I'm right. thinking like, yo, I'm still in an apartment. I'm like, I've been watching this shit since I've been 11 years old. So yeah. I'm like, man, this shit getting close. And then I just started to put my foot on the gas even more. Because I want to just see how far I can take my game. And shit, I'm here now. You said you went to Oak Hill for a year. Like, explain your... Because yeah. I went to two high schools when I was in high school. Yeah. I only played three years of high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I went to two different high schools. Explain your high school career. Like, yeah, uh, it was, it was crazy. You, who you yeah. played for and yeah. so forth on. So, uh, eighth grade, you know, you get recruited to these high schools. I ain't, nobody really knew me, so I went to this... Uh, I went to the local high school, Suitland High School, for like the first half of the year. And... Uh, Somebody uh, at National Christian Academy, one of these little private schools, they picked me up. Patrick Ewan Jr. was on that team. Okay, and that's my boy. Shout yeah, out to he was on that team. Yeah. So I played with him. I, I was on JV my freshman year, and I played a little I was getting at the end of the games my freshman year on varsity. And then that second year, I stayed at that same school, National Christian Academy, my sophomore year. I ended up starting and averaging like 18 and 10. And oh, okay. I started to get some recognition then. I had a big game in one of these tournaments, and then my junior year, that's when I went to Oak Hill. Mm. I played with Steve Smith. We was we was pretty good. We won the national championship, but we wasn't really the best team I ever played at, but yeah. we were solid. And then I transferred again my senior year to Montrose Christian, so I went to four different schools Dang. in high school, and it was all these little private schools. We didn't play for state, none of that stuff. We were just yeah. playing games, going to tournaments. And and that's shit. what hmm. JR was explaining his journey. Yeah. He was like, they don't, people don't know to, like, what yeah, we go through in the yeah. journey, like my like my school closed down. I was thinking about going to Oak Hill. I talked to uh, Rashad Crew, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you know, yeah, it's a it's a boys and the girls side. Yeah. You see, man, we don't really see the girls, yeah. but in, in like the that it's a gas station that, it's, that ended it for him. He said it was a gas station like ten miles away, but then you know the city like a." 30 miles away. Yeah. Hey, time out. But, I said, man, but, I get dressed every day to see girls. You hear me? Like, that ended no. for him. Like, it's no girls. Nah, nah, like, that's was, half of my motivation. Nah, is to, school. You know, nah, like, was like, the perp, like, girls get me to school. Yeah. That's what he was saying. Like, nah, it no, wasn't nowhere near. You huh? just hooping. Yeah, oh, just hooping. He said, but we traveled though. Yeah, yeah, we was, out, we was in LA. We was everywhere. We yeah. had a couple turns, but it was. In the middle of the woods, really 30 minutes to the next so it's like, in the hills city. Or yeah, like right that. in the hills. It was like one of those old school gas stations where it's like no nobody in the booth is just like a pump right there. Yeah, that's the gas station you're talking about. <laughs> so, so, so then, what made you choose Texas? Man, I was I wanted to go to North Carolina. First really? you couldn't. First you couldn't go straight out of high school because yeah, right. We know right, 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 right. So my coach at Texas, my coach at Texas that recruited me, he was like, yeah, when they put that rule out, my wife, Coach Barnes, his wife, we all toasting up because <laughs> you, know, you come to school. I'm like, damn, that's how they really looking right. at this thing. Huh? I didn't know it was that big, but I wanted to go to Carolina. All my friends was getting recruited there. Ty Lawson, yeah, who right. I played with for three years. 
my best friend, we roommates at, we went to Oak Hill together, roommates at Oak Hill, that was my boy, he went there, and I'm like, so wait, they didn't recruit you? No, 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 they was okay. recruiting me heavy with him, they were expecting us to come together. Okay. I'm going on official visits, I went to a game when they beat Duke at the buzzer, like, and they won a national championship that year, yeah. my senior year in high school, my junior year in high school, so I'm like, man, I want to go to Carolina. But they were stacked, though. They had a nice senior class. They was they went to the Final Four that year, or Elite Eight, Elite mm. eight that year. But Tyler Hansbrough was there, Danny Green, all those dudes. So I would have got kind of lost. Right. Not lost, no, but no, you not wouldn't. lost. But I would have been playing twenty five minutes instead of forty right. minutes, like I right. should be playing. You know what I'm saying? So oh. my moms and my pops was like. Nah, we know what it is. Step like, in, let you know. Like, me, I'm like, nah, I want to go play with my homies. Like, yeah. let's go hoop. I also want to go hoop with my homies. And Texas, I went on a visit, and Coach Bonds, like, yo, he blew me away with just his approach. You know what I'm saying? Just like, he knew what he had in me. You know what I mean? Right. He knew this, like, I got something. about to blow this. Yeah, we got I got something different. I'm going to still coach him up and be who he is, but I'm going to take care of him while he's down here. I'm still a 17-year-old kid, but... Yeah. I know what I got. He gave me the rock every time, even when we was working out. I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even know this was like this. We had a couple McDonald's All-Americans, too. So once I got down there, he gave me the rock. But as I was going through the visit, I'm like, hey, I've never been to Texas before. It's yeah. cool, nice weather. There's a lot of girls down here. Yeah, I'm going to be far away from the crib. Nobody can just pull up on me like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I can focus. just really focus on me, get away. So I'm like, perfect. And yeah. I end up. Doing what I did down there. Now I'm forever tied there. They weren't. They got my logo on the jersey. Oh, they about to have my logo. They got my name on the practice well, facility. Like, you did I'm it like, big. They got your name. I'm on like, what you did? They better put saying. your name somewhere. I'm like, what you I, did up there. Man, now. I went. I went down there. And did what I was supposed to do. I'm yeah, like, man, I'm forever did. tied there. That shit pretty cool. Now when I think about it, because I sit back and like, shit. Legacy. If I done went to Carolina, like, I'd have just been in a another name, another name, and twenty jerseys up there. Now I go to Texas, just me and TJ Four and another guy. Bruh, that's TJ literally why. I went to DePaul over like going to like you know Kansas was the other big school. It was my final two. You was McDonald's. That was crazy. You went to DePaul. So it was like that's what it came down to for me. It was like you know I could stay here. My family could come watch me every game. You know what I'm saying? All of the all of the conference games is pretty much in the Midwest. They could drive and come to them games. But more importantly, it was like. What we about to do here, myself, Bobby, and Lance, like we all Chicago boys. It was so much hype around yeah, yeah. bringing back from when Mark Aguirre and Terry Cummins yeah, yeah. and everybody had did in the early 80s. Like they hadn't had that. Like what we was going to mean to the city yeah, and mean to yeah. Chicago. And like I'm I'm heavy. Everything in me is Chicago. So mm. it was like, Psh, this your chance to make a stamp. We all from the Chicago public schools. Like we not from like a suburban or like all of us. Everything say mm-hmm. Chicago. 60628. Me going there, it's like you saying, it's not like, all right, I'm not, not like you can't go to UNC or yeah. I can't go to Kansas and make my imprint, but even still, like, you ain't about to really succeed, Mike. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You ain't about to top that or like, not that you going to try and be the top dog or whatever, but like, just, you know that, all right, at Texas, when I go do what I do, it's going to ring. Yep, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's going to ring sure. for real. It ain't going to sure. be like, all right, like all of these. Like, it's like you wanted a few. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and you see that now. And like, all these years later, it means that much more to you. I committed to St. John. Like, I was coming off the uh, Ryan Ortiz, Eric Barkley. They was kind of he making it. That was still North. a good team. That was still a good he era North North St. John. Like Anthony Glover. Like they was wearing Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> 
Me and Omar, because Omar wanted to go to North Carolina. Omar Cook was nice. I told North Carolina, nice. like, yeah, you get Omar and Eddie Griffin, I'm definitely coming. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to squad up. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie went to Seton Hall, and they picked Adam Boom over Omar Cook. Omar Cook led the nation in assists. Omar was year. nice. You know what I'm saying? Omar was nice. So when he led the nation in assists his freshman year, I was like, I made a great decision. Cause I was <laughs> right, running right. The floor, just catching Catch that thing, yeah. dunking that jump. But yeah, I committed to St. John's and I decided, like, I'm out. <laughs> I want to touch on your, like, your draft. I seen you and Greg Oden. I was in Portland. I seen y'all come in because they had the number one pick. Yeah. And I seen you and Greg. Oh, and I remember my first time I seen you when I kind of like, I shook oh, your Oh, yeah, hand. yeah, you was in the locker room. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was working out in the gym. Yeah. And I seen how tall you was, and I was like, damn, the small four was coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. be trouble. Yeah. So I seen you come in, and I know you, everybody want to be number one. Like, like mm-hmm. Kenyon Martin deserved to be number one pick when I was yeah, coming right. out, but he got, he broke his leg, and I had an opportunity, you know, they was thinking about passing on him to pick me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, of course, I wanted to be number one. Yeah. But he deserved it, and he should have been number one. And I'm happy that he got to be number one. But you and Greg Oden, y'all kind of was doing the yeah. same thing, playing that one year and yeah. come out. Yeah. And I mean, it was – I mean, like you said, you definitely want to be the number one pick, you know, especially in that situation. You know, you had Brandon Roy there and LaMarcus, and, like, I know LaMarcus from Texas, so it would have been cool to play with them. And, you know, being in at Nike a few times and kind of being familiar with that in Portland, I'm like, right. that kind of feel at home just a little, you know. Yeah. So it had been cool to be number one, play, you know, play there and pull in the black and red jerseys. It just seemed like it was yeah. right but I also knew Greg was a, one of those centers that can be franchise changing. So I'm like, either way, it's cool with me. I mean, I'm still in the league and I'm yeah. nice. So whatever happens, it happens. And, you know, I'm down for any journey. But after a while, I was more so everybody else was telling me, like, yo, you should think about being a number one pick. You should, you know, want that. I'm just like, yo, we just hooping. You know yeah. what I mean? But it is cool to see to be see David Stern come out and you the first, first guy to take right. Yeah. After he was chosen, I'm like, damn, that shit does probably feel good to him. You know, I didn't realize that until he got drafted. And yeah. it was just like, damn, that shit probably feel good. But, you know, we both still in the league, so let's just go hoop. Man, Portland skipped on MJ. Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. Damn. <laughs> right, right. That's crazy. That, that That's crazy. is crazy. That's crazy. And, and it was unfortunate that they, on both picks, it was for – Big Bigs. guys that had, you know, injuries that, that kind of prevented them from their greatness. Because otherwise, They'd both been, of them were yeah, short, been short, good. short. Odom yeah. would have oh, nah, for sure. him telling me that when he played with him, he was like, nah, Left hand, good. right hand. Yes. Like, he always protecting the basket. Soft feet, he, like hands was, he, yeah. He's not a dunker. He a shitter. Yeah, he's what we mean on, a shitter. Yeah, he sits yeah, he's on that sitting on like he's Shaq. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a shitter. He's pulling himself up on that. Yeah. Now, he's different. Kick you in your face. Like, nah, he was different. He was he was definitely gonna be hard. I want you right. to talk about how many years is it that you had in Seattle? One or two? Just one. First of all, let me just say, I love Seattle. Oh, I love man. going to play in Seattle. I felt like Seattle was a great no city. city for the league. Like it yeah. was 
It was a cool, one of the coolest cities to fly into and, you know, be there for a day or two and, like, vibe out. Yeah. I love Seattle. And, I, you know, I wish, I hope they get a team back there and all that because I felt like you and Jeff Green had a, had, yeah. a, had a cool first year there. And, I mean, just talk about your experience there in Seattle, with yeah. the, you know, with the Sonics. Man, it was fun. The fans came out and supported from day one. You know, just even when I had a work out there, they was always at the facility, you know, mm-hmm. trying to greet us and – Make sure we felt at home from day one, you know, even before we were drafted. So, you know, every day in practice, they coming out supporting us. Even we were bad. We, we were 20 and 62 that year. <laughs> the fans really didn't come out to support so much because of what was going on up top with the, you know, they were trying to move the team to relocation. So it was, the fans were kind of at odds with the organization, but they still supported the players. So it was kind of weird being in the city. But the love that they showed us, you know, just walking around and just being players there it was cool, man. It was they definitely deserve a team because that market is just a basketball market. Right. You know what I mean? And, and then how was that like going from that? All right, like your rookie year. You know, for me it was like, <clears throat> all right, I'm in L.A. I give me a place. I'm staying here for the yeah. next four years. Then you like, boom, y'all get moved. Yeah. And it's like OKC. I don't even know if like yeah. I had never been to Oklahoma yeah. City for anything yeah. until we started playing there. So, yeah. like, I don't know if you was like that. Or like, that was your first time. Like, what is yeah, Oklahoma see, City? See, when we – I spent a lot of time at Texas, so we play Oklahoma a lot okay. in Oklahoma State. So, it's a six-hour drive from Austin, Texas to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. So, all my friends would come up from Texas. I'm always – that was like my home being in Oklahoma City for that long. So, I was cool with going back to the uh, Midwest because I was so close to the university. So yeah. that helped my transition. But as far as just like moving the organization, we didn't have a practice facility for a second. We ain't had no logo. We didn't even know <laughs> who was going to be on the team. How like, the jersey going to look. Yeah, <laughs> like we got there. I stayed in the hotel, the Honda Hotel oh, no. they was talking about. I the stayed there. Yeah, the crazy the, um, one. The Skirvin. I stayed there for like the first two months until you found the crib. Like so, we didn't even so, know. So wait, did you ever have any – any type of crazy. No, no, nah, nah. I haven't either. That's why I'm asking. Like, I never, got the bed bugs yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, I ain't no. never felt. I ain't never had nothing crazy. No, nah, it was. It wasn't too bad. I spent two months in there, and it, so with that move was. And I bought a house in Seattle, so just moving so fast, it was. It was weird, but we figured it out after a while. Yeah, straight up. Hey, this one. This one question that we love to ask everybody. Like, so when you first got drafted, <clears> right? It's your first time coming into some change, you know what I'm saying, where you can do something. What's yeah. like, what's the wildest thing or the craziest thing you did, like buying something when you got some bread? Like, we all guilty of it. Like, we we young boys, whether yeah. he was 18, I was 19. What were you, 19? Yeah, 18. 18. So you young. So you get dropped. In our minds, we rich. Yeah, yeah. We, we not yeah. rich, we wealthy. Yeah, we, yeah. That's what we think. And we don't know nothing. Life. Right. So so what did you do? Man, you know it's not it's not like one thing. It's just like oh, you, you just you just spend it on stupid stuff. Like I'm buying five or six Xboxes for no reason. Hey, like, listen, one for every room. Yeah, buying like seven, eight TVs. Every like, room gotta have this. Yeah, you know, I'm buying like I'm, I'm buying like coins for my Xbox. I'm spending like a thousand dollars to get the VC on my Xbox. Yeah. I'm like just doing wild shit and like just doing a bunch of electronics. Just Boy, buying in-game stuff. Just purchases is crazy yeah, over like, oh, Mama, I, I sent you, I sent you this. I sent you two of these because you don't need this. I yes. got this one in house. Hey, look, go to the store and just get four copies of Madden just because <laughs> like, hey, one of them going to scratch. I need like four. Like, my look. thing was when I first got to the league, so when we get to LA, my first time playing in LA, you know, we go to that Ritz right there in right. Marina. <laughs> 
And as soon as you walk in there, all them dudes with the clothes, they just for real, for real. What you need, my friend? You know they got they used still wearing the walkers when I got into Word the up the joke so, and the Donald Pliners. So the thing was the red monkeys. I bought like nine pair of them joints. This was Mr. Red Monkey himself. Yeah. I bought nine uh, pair. Them joints was expensive and they were terrible jeans. Man. Like they ain't fit just, well at all, but I just bought them. A bunch of them <laughs> Damn out. Did you not still have them as recent as when you came to Florida? Yeah. I like, bring them back out just now. Got rid of them. Them like, joints vintage. Vintage. For real Brands But you know Just stupid stuff You know You're just buying For no reason buying for no reason You wouldn't man. buy If you ain't had This type of money <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about uh, I think it was like Lockout year You went on a Off the court Turn I'm talking about Everywhere you was going Like like From that summer on You was yeah. 50 ball In yeah. every tournament From yeah. Drew League To the yeah. Rucker To Just everywhere You was going to see your off the court swag when you don't got no coats around, I can just give fifties out, yeah. like like you giving charity out every city. <laughs> and it was <clears> that was of, an amazing. Yeah. And it was a run, lot of and games. like you know about this because we hear it be classic, classic kill mode during the summer. Like you hear people, he done been at this workout or that mm-hmm. workout, and he done killed, but you never really see it. Yeah. The first time I ever seen somebody kill and go to all these places for the summer. Was you? <laughs> it was in a time where footage was out there, yeah, where everybody yeah. was taping everything. Mm-hmm. Cause we done went to summers where we done went down in Miami. We going everywhere. Yeah. We we come to hoop. Yeah, Carolina. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, hooping, That's yeah. when it wasn't. It wasn't no working out with each other. We coming down there to we straight play to five on yeah. five and hoop a, hoop against y'all yep. every single day and get our game, work yep. on our game yep. like that way. Yep. But I seen you. Go on the tour that summer, boy. Man. I was like, you know, you just man. like the we like the hoop though. You know, yeah. we was hooping everywhere, and everybody right. was just trying to get together and just like play. You know what I'm saying? Just at least a game style somewhere. You know, so we had all them games. I'm like, ain't no structure. We all playing pickup. So whoever the best out here, they're not gonna get the most shots. So everywhere I went. Rolling the red carpet out for me, and I'm like, man, I'm just spawning right now. I'm just getting my action in because yeah. I can't really get no game action. Can't get no game, you can't. I'm get tired of working out. Man, right. I'm just trying to hoop. Yeah. Yo, so, so what did that do, like, for your confidence? Man, you see how like that was a key summer. Yeah, for Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I know, key, I know, like when we blessing, went to man. We in Chicago playing, you, you know how it is. Like, you had your best year when you come fresh in the camp yeah. and fresh into our bopping. Like, you yeah. really, you really been. Right leading to it into your highest peak. Like you've been playing, you've yep. been working out, yep. you've been getting it in, and you feeling like you've been killing fools. Like yep. like we was looking, I'm like, yo, that <laughs> boy like really making a man, statement right now, summer, letting it be known. Like that's what summer, y'all gonna do. Going into that summer, we had just lost in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was our first time there. And you know, I'm working out a month out well, not even a month, like two weeks after the season over with. And not expecting the lockout, you know, so right. I'm just working out and hooping like I usually do. And we just going everywhere. Just like, man, just let's just get together and work out at least. Is that, is that when you had the van? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Van, man, the <laughs> then I was playing room. so much, Nike was like, might as well just turn hey. this into something. <laughs> hey. So I'm like, cool. That was a dope little movement yeah, y'all had with the van, bro. It was bro. cool to keep basketball that. going because that, that lockout, man, that was, yeah, that was whack. That was whack. It was whack, but I know it has to happen when it comes to the business, but we just had to keep the ball going, you know what I'm saying? It was tough to not play. Everybody was fiending yeah, for hoops it was at that a, time. It was a good summer because I watched you all summer 50 ball man. every state 
It, it's man. like he was in every state just coming in just 50. Man, you know how it feel when you're out there just hooping and you got the rock all the time. You're just working on stuff. And everybody want to see. And how the, how live the crowd yeah. is. Nah. That's that, that free money. Yeah. That, that, that yep. just, we, we in here. Yeah. I'm taking 50 shots one game. Like, I'm taking like 55 <laughs> shots. I'm like, I just need to get them up to see if I can. And you <laughs> shooting that jump deep as hell. Deep. <laughs> when you was coming up, somebody that the world might not know or somebody that you pay attention to, the world might do know that you was like a walking bucket. Every time you see him, like, man, he scored, like, with the best of them. So this dude around the neighborhood, his name was Kurt Smith. He was, like, 5'9 point guard, but he played, like, San Cassell. How would be a little one? You know, when they back you down, they back anybody down, shoot the turnaround, Jay. It's not, it don't look good, but he's scoring every time. So it's like he's still impacting the game. It was like no matter who was on him, we play outdoors all the time. Even when I was in the league, league dudes playing against him, like <laughs> he's still getting, he's still getting buckets, buckets, getting to where he want to get to. He played at Drake, and he played back in the day, and he was in the Capital Classic, played mm. in the Capital Classic. So he's actually played some ball. Yeah. He could have played in the league. He was in, had a uh, training camp. You know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> you get the right. training camp probably advice. Yeah. But he was still solid up until he was probably 36, 37, playing around the neighborhood. It was like still getting he still had game, though. He was he, all the OG moves that yeah. I learned, back yeah. down, turnaround yeah. phase, all that. He was doing all of it. Who, who taught you your, how to shoot? Like, who taught you your form? Like, you got good form. Like, yeah. Yeah. you uh, be so tall, you got high arc. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got good form. And you've been having good form since – the first time I seen you play. Man, I've been crafting this joint for a minute. You know, so when I was like nine or ten, I used to have to lay on my back, watch Martin until the commercials go off, and I, I used to lay up like this. <laughs> ah, that's yeah. a real one right there. That until the commercials come off. Every commercial I could break, I'd do that for like two ep- two uh, episodes. Yeah. i do that every night. And that's, that's just had me stuck there for a second. Who made you do like My who? godfather who taught me how to play when I – he. Bought me in the gym at seven yeah. and hand me the ball. So he was doing a little stuff like that in my workout routine. And that shit just stuck. I was I had to I had to like shoot so many shots, just one arm in front of the rim. Yeah. All the way back to the three point line, just just working every small part and it just got to where it is now. Man, that's crazy. Word, that's why I, I'm telling you. That's, that's why I be trying to get my kids to like watch the game every time out, yeah. knock out ten push ups, five yeah, push ups, whatever. Like stuff the whole like game, every yeah. commercial, like just get it in. Yeah, we ain't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we came in and man, we got the privilege to be with Jordan. That's and, crazy. Uh, How was represent that? Jordan? And, crazy. Y'all work out with him. You ever work out with him? Yeah. yeah. We used yeah. to play against him when I was in high school. He was All in high school and college. We used to go to Santa Barbara, and we was invited to his camp, and we used to play against him. I wasn't in a pickup, though. What? How he was. A whole lot of cursing and a whole lot of buckets. He was getting buckets easy. Still. When he got to the league, when he was with the Wizards, he was getting buckets easy. (laughs) Still. Still. Like, they, like, a 40-year-old man averaging 20, 21. That's good. That's getting buckets. In the league? Yeah. And, like, this is the physical league. This is where they can touch you a little bit. Nah, man. Come on, now. He was posting up them youngest, youngest too. All of them. To average that, like, come on, now. Be for real. But he different. We got the opportunity to wear his shoes and represent his brand and Mm -hmm. so forth on. You got to deal with Nike and, and you got the KDs. Like, my son got... 
KDs. <laughs> you remember my daughter had a yeah, gang of like, it's crazy like, to see that. KDs, like they a hot commodity, and everybody was supporting and, yeah, and wanting. And you got a dope shoe. Like, how does it feel to have a dope shoe? I know coming up from where we come from, and have your own shoe and it's people rocking dream. with it, oh my God, and they man. dope. And like you say, people rocking with it too. Like that's people rocking with yeah, you, man. It's yeah. crazy, man. Happened so fast from. Always getting the East Bays and opening the East Bays and oh, circling right. your like shoes. You in the East Bay, bro. Like, <laughs> just like AAU teams getting the KDs yeah, for the season. Yeah, it like, just happened like, so fast. I still can't. It's just it's crazy to think about it and then see everybody showing love and and, and appreciating the stories I bring within the shoe, too. It's just a journey. I'm at about 12 shoes right now, and they told crazy, me only me, bro. MJ, Kobe and Bron got 12 signature shoes. Right. I'm I mean, like, you dropping me? albums, man. You like, like oh, yeah, man. That's crazy. <laughs> you dropping right albums. I'm like, me? I'm like, where I come from and where I grew up. Like, that's amazing. Just like dog. wanting to do stuff like that and to actually do it is like, man, it's crazy. All up from the game, though. So I appreciate just. Hooping every day that got me that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Putting your DNA on your shoes, putting yeah, stuff like exactly. that. Like that's Everything. Stuff that's going to live on. Even though people might not know about it, but it's going to live on in yeah. my family forever. You know what I'm saying? Word that's up. the most important thing. Word up. What I want to ask you is like, back when y'all was in OKC, when it's you, Russ, and James Harden. Mm-hmm. Did y'all three know that it was no. like, like no. okay, y'all about to all three be future MVPs and y'all all three is this cold? No, I, like, I, no, I'm talking no. about like no. this cold. Like, I know playing against y'all, I didn't like, like obviously you stuck out the most and like, you know, Russ and, Russ and, 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 and James was, was, was good, but like, I never was sitting there like, okay, all three of them going to be an MVP at some point in this league. Like, that's, like, crazy. Like, they, like you going and practicing, going at it with them dudes, like, and the relationship, the tightness y'all had, I felt mm-hmm. like that was, like, like to me, in my opinion, like, that was, like, one of the biggest screw-ups that they let, that they allowed. I don't know what the whole, how anything went, but just because of the tightness of y'all, and that, yeah. they, that reminded me of how we were. Three young boys that still should be in college level, like, yeah, yeah. but they was all, like, young and hungry out there, dogs, Man, and they was perfect. all, but they loved each other. They was yeah. everywhere together. Every time you saw one, you almost saw yep. all of y'all, and that yep. reminded me of how we were. So yeah. I was like, how they let this break up? <laughs> like, these dudes love each other. These three young boys is coming up, yeah. superstars. That it ain't no hating on each other. Everybody yeah. love each other, and they all rock together. And it's like, how you don't keep that? Man, you know it's, you know how the business gets sometimes. It's, it's out of your control to right. the point where it's just like, even a great thing, you just, man, we still, we still going to be homies, but like, and we still going to appreciate the little days we had together, but it's like, man, if we just stuck together for man. real, like for real, for real, if we all just stuck together and doing what we was doing, it just looked beautiful, but at the same time, it still worked out for all three of us, because yeah, we all went on our own separate paths and kind of created our own lanes for ourselves and made a name for ourselves and had some team success along the way, so it worked out perfectly because we had enough time with each other to kind of know who to kind of build a relationship and and appreciate the how good he, we were. Because mm-hmm. playing with Russ and I never seen somebody jump 
that high or run that fast or be that explosive ever yeah, on yeah. anything in my life. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? And to see that up close every night and know that he has a physical advantage over every point guard he playing against, mm. I had the utmost confidence walking into every game. I'm like, my man is coming to go hard <laughs> on all y'all. Yeah. And I know it. Y'all don't know it yet, but he going hard on <laughs> everybody right to the point where it's like, yo, chill. Chill for a second, big homie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you like that aggression. And then out of nowhere, because Russ comes from out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. He wasn't even playing his first year at UCLA. Coming off the bench, he dunked on somebody. Like, who the hell was number zero? Yeah. Oh, all right, bet. We got Darren Collison and Aaron Aflalo. Then the next year, that's when he jumped on his sophomore year, and now he was the fourth pick, and now he's starting point guard. I'm like, yo, this reminds me of me, just coming out yeah. of nowhere and just happen, stuff happening so know. fast. Yeah. And then James, the same way. I'm like, our paths are just too parallel. Like, we all grew up in different sections, but – I see the similarities in how we came up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just, and James, uh, James, James is like, different. I seen that in, high, in college and high school. Like, yeah, going behind the back passes and pick and roll in high school. Right. Like, who, nobody doing that. Coming off the pick and roll, manipulating the pick and roll in high school at 6'5, strong, shooting the J. I'm like, yeah, he different. Yeah, it just, I him. think it just speaks to each one of y'all's yeah. individual greatness for what y'all been able to, like you say, as dope as y'all were together and how yeah. y'all had it going and then to have it be pulled apart like that, you know, everybody go their separate ways, but it's still, y'all all have still succeeded in, in putting yourself yeah. on that on that level, like, where, like, look. Oh, y'all got their own shoe. <laughs> everybody crazy, got their right? own shoe, yep. every, but everybody got their own MVP pit. trophy. Yeah. 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 Like, more importantly, definitely. like, that's, that's bigger than a shoe. Yeah. And more importantly, like, our career is going to be tied together forever. 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 Like, no matter what we do. And, like, like, like they tell the little kids to say, this is Photoshop. <laughs> like, they like, you're not. Like, how they didn't, like, nah, they Like, that's real, though. Like, what? That's for real. Like, about five more years, they ain't like, hold up. Nah, they ain't played. Like, that didn't happen. Like, this like, what? It's already happened to today but like you said it's just it's just crazy to see how far we all come like how proud, so fast how proud was you to see james finally get mvp Man. and see russell westbrook win mvp and and do what they did like like you said, y'all went on a whole journey, got all the way to the championship, and could have yeah. won it. Yeah, early. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then y'all y'all break up, and then you see them shine and get MVP. Yeah. Like how and contrary to what people would believe about y'all relationship, we as players don't feel the need to answer or address scenarios that the media or whoever exactly. may create or whatever they think like yeah. they can create whatever narrative they want and we find behind closed doors and completely supporting and rooting for each other but yeah. they think whatever narrative they think so yeah. for you to see those dudes like he's saying how did that feel to yeah. see them dudes achieve those goals and you know what I'm saying that level of success and you knowing already yeah. how it feels man you just go back to them days they we working out after practice and competing you know, who can shoot the father's jump shot, how many j jump shots we can make from the corner, playing one-on-one, -on -one, playing pickup, you know, in them little couple weeks before training camp start. You just think of all that stuff, and you crafting as youngsters and to see, you know, dudes that you put in so much time with. Because, like, y'all know, we spend more time with my your teammates than mm -hmm. you do your family. So, like, 
you really getting to know these dudes and now they on stage getting MVPs and they making so much money for them and their families and they starting families and like dudes doing so much with their lives. I'm like, yo, we getting old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we getting older in this league, but look yeah. where we come from. So hell yeah, I was proud because like once you get something in this league and you got other guys in that club with you, it's right. just like good to share those experiences, man. So that's something, like I said, we're going to be tied together forever. You got any funny stories with you and and Westbrook and James Hart when y'all was younger, like they was rookies or something like that, you made them do something, go and get the donuts. And nah, because we was all so young. We was. I remember one. I know y'all was silly. I remember one. one time. I remember one time James Hart got so mad. We had Nate Robinson on the team. Oh God! And James and <laughs> James and even Eric Mayne, they used to always play around. So we in practice one day. We wondering when Nate at. Nate runs in the James car, driver's car, all the way around the corner, park it at the car wash. I ain't tell nobody. He ran into it? But no, he, he, he just re- parked it at the car the, wash the out of nowhere. The he risked being late for this. <laughs> yes. He's nowhere to be found wow. he taking to achieve pictures. this. He taking pictures like ghost riding his joint, <laughs> like on top of the hood. <laughs> Pox is joint at the, at the car wash and like ain't tell nobody. <laughs> we walk in the locker room, James like, yo, where my keys at? He's steaming. <clears throat> he hot. He's ready to fight Nate almost, like pissed. <laughs> you know, when somebody just moves something, you trying right. to leave out of nowhere, you irritated. Man, like that's the first time I ever we ever got into anything as a team like that. <laughs> when Nate come on the team. I'm like, it was hilarious. And I see why James was pissed, but like that was the first time anything happened. I'm like, yeah, these boys are different in the league. Especially dudes like Nate. <laughs> like, did y'all ever play like one on ones, King of the Hill? Oh, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. I just look at that, like even just thinking about that, that just makes me feel oh, like yeah, yeah. when I see the clips of y'all, like the, the USA team, because yeah. that's like all y'all boys is a Olympic team level like how was that and how did that was like that had to be like one of the best examples of iron sharpening iron like for sure all three boys sparring and one-on-ones king of the hills Mm -hmm. five spots three spots three dribbles whatever like it don't get no better than that man we used to bump and practice that's what I'm saying and we used to play five on five and James used to have the bench mob and me and Russell be on the first team I'm talking about Every practice. If we're not going full court, we're going to have court control scrimmage. Every practice, Scott Brooks, we're not calling no fouls. It's going down. We're going down. And we playing a little side throw it at the elbow one-on-one just in the middle of practice just to just to throw something in there. We're doing this every day. I'm talking about dudes. We hacking. We throwing elbows. We're going, yeah. we going hard in practice. So, when we got into the games, nobody was punking us. Yeah, we right. had Perk too when he got there. Yeah, he was really the enforcer and knew what right. was going on, which yeah. he learned under KG. So it was mm-hmm. like we had that influence in our locker room yeah. too. And it was just like, man, we just took off to another level when Scott Brooks was just like, he just let us go after that. And man, we got so much better, like just everything. I was learning from James on how to play on the pick and roll. I was learning from Russ when to be explosive in the lane and go for a left. You know, I was learning yeah. a little stuff from them, just seeing them every day. And you got your coach who was just empowering us to be who we are. It was just perfect situation because a lot of dudes come in the league and they don't have that situation, but they might be just as good. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. just mm-hmm. a difference. Right. Yeah, a little small definitely. difference in careers. You know what I mean? It's like we was in a perfect environment for our skill. Yeah. That's how we was when we was with the Clippers, like, cause we was on the bench and it was me, him, and Corey McGetty on the bench. And Crazy bench. Then you wow. got Come Keon, on. then you got L.O. and, and L. Nim starting. 
We used to go through wars. For real. How was it one-on-ones? Uh, man, listen, we used to oh. for real get into like fights and practice. Like, like it'd go be like practices in like that, like fights. Like, <laughs> yeah. People for real. Yeah, man. Like y'all ain't gonna act right. Just get up out of here. Get up <laughs> like, out of here. For real. AG, <laughs> like, nah, y'all got y'all tripping. Y'all can't be fighting. Like we used to, for real. It used to get to that point. Cause it was so many, like I say, it was so many of us all at the same age, first or second year, all trying to kick their career off. Like yeah. nobody ain't looking at nobody like you not that much better than me. You mm-hmm. don't just get the nod like that. Like I could work you out yeah, right now and I'm yeah. about to go at you. So yeah, yeah. it was every day back and forth, nonstop. Y'all practiced a lot? Yeah. yeah. We was young. Back it was then. like, come on, man, back then. And we it wasn't, wasn't a winning team. Like, yeah, we was, y'all was getting in, huh? everywhere. It wasn't none of that. And like, we young and, and just we don't got no. We don't even know better. So yeah. it ain't like we know like, hey, we shouldn't be like, nah, it's whatever they saying get, do, we like do. Like if people seen me and Q play against each other, they'll thought they we didn't like each friend. other. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah that's how, that's how to hard be. we go at each other. Yeah. They seen it like we worked out for the Nets. Me and Q was going at each other. They had going the number one it. pick. We was going at each other so hard. I ain't even in the top. They was over there looking like... We don't even know what to say. Yeah. We don't even want to get in between. Like yeah, that's how it's supposed be, to go. You yeah. sharpening each other. The last time a three peat has been done is two thousand and three, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, you know that's the last time a three peat been done. You got the opportunity to be in the history books of that with the yeah. Michael Jordans, with the Shaqs, with the Kobe's. Yeah. you know, with the Scottie Pippins, the Ron, the Dennis Rodmans. How you feel about getting that opportunity to, to win three and what's the constant grind? Y'all yeah. going to championship after championship after championship. Yeah, Explain man. the constant grind to get there. Man, you know, first of all, the opportunity to do that, man, is just, especially with a great group, you know, it's rare, especially in the league, man, when you get a nice, you know, time period to um, settle in with a group and, and play basketball and learn and grow. So it's good to – had that opportunity and then to win two, you know, how special that was and that experience and, you know, to come back with the same team. Like I said, that business sometimes gets in the way, but that grind every day, man, it's just that focus that you have to be on and like in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? In the series, you know, when you get to each round, it gets a little tougher and tougher. The rotation is a little tighter. You might play seven to eight guys. Now you got to play 42 minutes instead of 37. So you got to be more focused for couple more minutes, you know, so yeah. it's like you just got to reach another level every day with your mentality, and that's tough to get up every day and do that, you know what I mean? Out your bed and really focus on, like, can I be the greatest finals-level focus that I can be every right. single night? And that's the grind, you know, and it's hard to do it, but that's what we get paid to do. That's what we love to do. What else can we are right. we supposed to do with our Ooh. time? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like – that's the hardest part is the mental part of it now because when you win and you get some success, you expect to wake up and just be like, shit, I'm just chilling. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got two chips. I'm doing whatever I want. I got bread. I can fly wherever I want. Let's just – but I just want to keep playing and see how good I can get at the game. And then if I get – we accomplish a lot as a team, that's that's even better. But that grind of getting up every day, man, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. So, so for me – well, I, like, I look at you as, like, one of the best offensive players in the history of the game, right? So how do you feel when you walk into the gym and, you you know, you getting ready to hoop, you getting ready for the game, you got Steph and Clay on your team. Like, yeah, when you already yourself 
is one of the most lethal offensive weapons in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and you turn around while you throwing your jersey on. You got two of the greatest shooters to yeah. ever put jerseys on, period. Yeah. That's just with you. Like, how how do that feel? Like, you already, a, like Stephen A. said, you a bad <laughs> man. <laughs> you feel me? And then you got these two light-skinned murderers with yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, it's just you got to do that to shoot that accurate, you know, that consistent, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you, they reliable every night with the jump shot, you know? Yeah. And you got to respect everything else because it opened up so much for the team. And like, just knowing that you're running with some dudes that love to play and that work on the craft every day and that care about it just as much as you and make it coming into every game fun, you know, because you never know what they could do. Clay hit 14 threes in a game. <laughs> And that's what's on random day. Crazy. I'm like, oh, back to back. I'm like. After struggling. After struggling, I'm like, where is this? I've never seen this before. <laughs> Out of nowhere like that. And then Steph had 51 and three quarters. And then it's just like the crowd going crazy. It feel like you're at the park playing with these dudes. And it's like that's that real. That's how basketball is supposed to be played. And that's how I enjoy playing the game. And. Man, you got three snipers out there like that, dudes that can shoot that thing. It's like, unfair. Come on, man. <laughs> it's not It's fair. good to see that ball go to the rim and <laughs> hit yeah. that net after a jump shot. That's one Boy. of the best feelings on the court. How has it sharpened your game from taking 20 to 25 shots, getting your 30 or your 35 points, to now you might get 30 with 12 shots. You might get 30 mm-hmm. with 15 shots. You don't really get no more than 15 shots. But – to go from shooting all the all the shots to every shot got to count. Yeah. When you shoot, how much did that sharpen you up? Because yeah, I know that, that helped you out a yeah. lot. Like you see it, like yeah, man. It was a adjustment because I didn't realize how tough that is on a night to night basis. When if I'm one for seven, two for eight to start the game, I usually can shoot myself out of that and get back to twelve for twenty. Whatever, whatever yeah. 48, 49 percent is, but mm-hmm. on this team, I might not be able to have the time. First of all, because we blowing teams out sometimes right. to get back to where I want to get to, yeah. which is a rhythm where I feel good. My next shot feel good, not just a percentage, but yeah. just like I know my jump shot feel perfect right, right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, it was taking me a little bit longer to get back to that point. Whereas like I'm feeling great, so now I'm like, all right, if I get four shots the first quarter. I got to make sure a couple of those are the easiest ones I can get or not mm-hmm. just like, right, I'm going to shoot a step back three my first shot or catch and shoot fade away my second shot. I'm just like, let me get the easy ones first, then open my game up from the layups to the mid-range, and then if I'm feeling good, I can knock down three. So I just really started thinking like a big. Like, can yeah. I get some lays? Can I get a mid-range? Can, like, mm-hmm. let me see if I couple can get bunnies. some. A couple bunnies first <laughs> <laughs> and see how my, my J working tonight. Because yeah. if it's not working, then I can't be forcing all night from the three just trying to find it. Then I'm – I end up shooting forty four percent on the on a week, and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm in a week long right. slum, and I'm like, let me hurry up and get out. Like, I don't want to even think about that. I just want to make sure my J feel good. I want to shoot well every night, take good shots, and it's good figuring the game out that way because yeah. anybody could play erratic and like, I got forty shots to work with tonight. Let me just do anything. Like, right. That's I mean, when you just, take you take your heat check. You don't take no heat check. No, nah, I try check. not. I still do. I still got not them as, games. No, not as many as you. No, nah, not to. as many. No, I still <laughs> have those games. Like last game, I'm searching for a bucket because yeah, I couldn't make right. a shot or we couldn't generate no offense. So I'm like, all right, Hezzy three. That's a terrible shot, but I'm just praying it go in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's not gonna go in, but 
let me just try it, but I don't want to take those shots no, no more. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to I'm trying to get that little stuff out the game. That's where I'm at with it now. So talk about how it felt to actually win the championship. What did that feel like to you? Like, what did you do? Did that make you feel like people could shut the hell up talking to me? Or did you just not even pay attention that were you just too happy and just into your happiness with yeah. it? Or, like, did you go, like, man, I'm about to ball out this summer. What am I about to do? Like, I'm about. a champ. Like, nobody can't say nothing to me. Like, yeah. champ, I'm about to go crazy this yeah. summer. Like, like we talked to JR, like, he went shirtless. He went yeah. shirtless. JR, like, what, did you do anything crazy, like, wild? Yeah. Or was you just, like... How was you? So I, I watched the NBA so much, and I watched all those moments, you know, growing up. And you just, I was just seeing so many the celebration, the confetti, the the, mm-hmm. the, the ceremony, and families on the court taking pictures, and just the music behind that. So right. I'm just like thinking about that all the time before you win a chip. Like I want to see what that's like. So I just want to experience what it's like when that buzzer go off and you know you're a champ and mm-hmm. everybody running from the sideline. Like those visuals. That's all I was thinking about. Like damn, my family. At? I know how they're gonna come down. They're gonna meet me in the back. <laughs> right. Taking he pictures. Like up. I just. <laughs> I wanted to. I just wanted to really, actually, physically go through that moment. So when yeah. I when I did it and I got home, I was just sitting back replaying it. And, <laughs> and I went to sleep at like six a.m. and then I woke up and I sat up on the couch the next day and watched TV. And then my summer kept going. And I'm like, damn, this shit. Like, <clears throat> this really what it is. Like, this is simple as it is. Like, I might have went out to the club couple weeks later but I was gonna do that anyway right <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying like my shit just kept going so I'm like I just remember like seeing you in an interview and I don't remember who did the interview I was like yo they is looking for like some type of like emotional <laughs> outburst my like, boy uh, is not like he no. I was like yo he chill right now he yeah. like yo we champs like I'm MVP I just murdered everybody like <laughs> alright cool like but Man. I'm not really about I'm not about to cry I'm not about to do none yeah, of this I stuff that I would. y'all I, I would like would. you could tell that they was like, especially after you gave the emotional MVP speech, I think they was like yeah, looking for looking you for to that do moment. That. And again. it was like I was looking like, yo, he not, he not growing. No, like they no. trying to like, they asking the questions, looking to get it out of him. No, and it was like, like no, that's it was not cool what he to do right now no. in this moment. Like it was cool to do. Plus, we knew that we had a great opportunity, and it wasn't a surprise to us. It wasn't like. Man, like, let's just see what we got this year. Like, we come into the season, like, we want to win a championship. We got the team to do it. Let's go do it. Let's just finish the job. So after the first one, the first one was emotional. It was different emotions. You feel more excited. And, you know, you want that feeling to last a little longer. But and for for me, the second one was just more like, man, we we actually building something. You know, we're Word. a nice team. Like, people looking at us as one of the best teams to ever play in this game. Right so it's like – that's the cool part about it. Obviously, the moment was nice. You know, you want to everybody expecting you to be emotional, but it's just like knowing that you kind of stamped yourself a little bit in history so far. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'm like, shit, that's cool to me. You got some ways. Yeah, go. like that's pretty cool. So that's how I thought about it. Confidence is a big thing. Like, where do you get your confidence from? Because I know, like with you, you played a lot of basketball on the streets, off the streets, on the highest level. And I know you feel that can't no man in the oh, world yeah, yeah. guard you at yeah. all. Like, you playing the game against yourself. Yeah. Let me say, there's some dudes out there I feel that's, that make the game tough for me. There's some defenders out there because I don't want to act like I'm just sweeping <laughs> through everybody. I yeah. respect the dudes that go hard against me every night because they make me better. And I'm always remember those type of dudes. 
But I also know I can get mines off on anybody, I feel. Mm-hmm. So once I started doing it at the playgrounds coming up, and then I was doing it in middle school and <laughs> high school, and it went up each level, and then I did it in the finals, I was just like, oh, yeah. It stamped in my mind, like, nobody can stop me anywhere. Yeah. And, like, oh, I can get my shit off anywhere, and I feel good playing ball on any court, and I know they're going to pick me top five picks anywhere. Yeah. If we got <laughs> 10 guys lined up, Anybody, I'm like, they. I know they're going to pick this dude. They're going to pick me because I can shoot and I'm tall. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? So I got that. I feel like I can play on any court at any time with anybody. I'm like, shit, what I got to worry about? Playing ball. Yeah. I mean, just hoop. And that's how just I kind of approach it. And it's been fun for me ever since. Who is the, the best defender? Tony Allen, dog. Them Chicago, man. Chicago, that's how I, that's how I know regions, team. bro. Shout out T.A. Okay, T.A. That's how you I know regions. You got you got yeah. K.D. saying you the yeah. best defender. Yeah. No, hey, boy, far. hey. Mm. hey you hear me? Now, who by is far. the best defender? In the league now, it's um, a lot of dudes. They guard you. Um, that, that Trevor Reese is tough. Cutty cuz. He got IQ and he long and athletic. Oh, yeah. And he going to just play with you sometimes. He might... Play a little bit of Matador, let you get to the cup late thing. He played a game with you. He yeah. actually a hooper. I didn't realize yeah. that he, until he like. He got a little thinking cap on Yeah, him, he man. actually thanked the him. game on another level. So I like Trev, PJ Tucker, because he's just, those physical dudes, they make me think a little bit. Because he used to come in a game straight elbow me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got to get used ready for this tonight. I know what I'm meant to. So dudes like PJ Tucker, they try to get me get into me a little bit. You know, but had me thinking about other stuff. I, mean, I can't really try to body and post up, get my post up game all on time on guys like that. So I got to move around a bit. So I'm thinking as I'm having these defenders on me and then point guards usually do a good job with their hands because I'm so long on my dribble, they use their hands a lot. But if I get a little bit of space and I'm inside of a three, I feel like I'm making 100% of them. I hate it, God. <laughs> I hate it, God. All I used to do was foul, bro. I'm telling you, when I first come in the game, I'm like, all right, he's skinny, I'm strong. I'm gonna make them feel me first. Pause Man. that, but you feel me. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, that's the first thing I'm gonna do is come in and throw a Man, forearm what? on them, get into his chest, trying like, look, it ain't gonna be this tonight, young yeah. boy. And it's like, bro, as soon as he raised up, that's why I used to tell people like, bro, nah. If he raise up over you, it's over. Like I'm talking about, I'm guarding, I'm guarding. As soon as he gets to this area and he lift, it's curtains. It ain't. He don't see nobody. <laughs> That's how I start simplifying my game, playing against guys like that, because I grew up playing on the crossing yeah. and long, all that extra stuff. And then these dudes used to get their elbows <laughs> in me and put it, put their shoulders in me. So I'm like, let me look at this spot, run right to it, and just shoot it. You long and agile, and you got to have defense. Like, I thought you had good defense in OKC. Mm-hmm. Now that you on a championship winning team, they try to say that all of a sudden you got this brand new defense, yeah, yeah. like you didn't <laughs> yeah. block weak shot side shots or, or yeah. play good defense. You're not a gambler. You're not the one that no, just running no. through the passing lane and no. gambling. You're not a big gambler. But you play good enough defense where you can guard the other best player yeah. and go back and forth yeah. with them. Like how does it feel to like they finally Recognize, like, man, yeah. I can play defense. I've been can playing defense. Yeah, man, it's cool when your coaches just trust you to guard anybody. You know, they might throw me on James Harden for a few possessions or CP or, you know, Kyrie one possession and Braun. I have to guard him for a full series. You know what I'm saying? So, and maybe guard a four man here and there on a switch. So, just feeling like I'm not a liability out there. You know, I never wanted to be them, one of them dudes that like, yo, sub out for defense. Like, <laughs> right. I ain't never want to be one of those yeah. dudes that was on the sideline at the end of a game. So, like, 
I always kind of played defense or try to learn defense with, with that kind of thought in the back of my mind. So, like, all right, how can I stay down on pump fakes, not foul, use my length, but not gamble? If I see something, try to take it, but usually, usually just try to play the percentages with my length. Because, like, if you're shooting over me all night, I like my chances. Man. If you're knocking them in, I'm like, you know, that's if a good I'm game. If I get you to make a tough shot, like, yeah. I did my job. Yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> so I try to play that way, keep it simple. And once I did that, I became, I was able to kind of guard different sizes, different styles out there. And shit, now I can play, I, if I could play 48, they'd keep me out there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. like, as long as I could play every section of the floor, I'm solid. I want to ask you, too, uh, top five. All time? All time, but... My top five, I'll tell you my top five. All right. Out of my top five, like the 70s and 60s, I kind of leave out. Like the the Chamberlains, the Elgin Baylors, yeah, the me Jerry too. West, them me like too, just yeah. lessons. It's just all respect. But yeah. kind of in them 80s on up, for real. For okay. me, that's really kind of my history history. So, so wait, let's you hear got? your top five. My, and my top five is is Michael Jordan, of course, is number one to me. Mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is number two. Kobe Bryant is number three. Shaq is number four. I just just seeing these, they dominating ability. And LeBron, probably by the end of his career, is my number five. Going off without going off, like I say, you kind of leave the Chamberlains and stuff. You just give them yeah. they, they praise and respect and not just Always. leaving them out. But just me being an 80s baby, mm-hmm. who would you say your top five is? Mike, and if you can put them in the order, Mike obviously yeah. one, Kobe two, Shaq three, uh, Hakeem. I was gonna say Kareem. Hakeem four, Magic, Magic, Magic. Ooh, I can't argue with that. You want to hear mine? Yeah, I was gonna say Kareem, but I'm like oh, Hakeem was just as good. Kareem is the he's the all time, but I think on the court though he the leading in all points and everything. I know what I'm saying though. Nobody cause come on, Hakeem had the dream. He couldn't I, be stopped on the I post. I feel like just, I feel like Kareem played against a different generation of players though. No nah, man, Lou Alcindor man, from Lou Alcindor to Kareem, like he won on all levels. Nah, he's they don't he's, give the, they don't give Kareem actually the praise that he actually deserved. Only person I've seen that, that I agree was with like, that. what it was is like Mike. Like, I agree with that. But Kareem, like, no, Kareem had the most points and, and hard to get the points and all that. Like, the I, hook I shot that can't nobody do. No, yeah, it's timeless. Nobody can even do this shot. Yeah, that should have still worked and he today. Was doing <laughs> it, he was doing it fluently like it was like with yeah. the shake with it. And yeah, he was off the catch with it. As soon as he caught it. Off the him, catch, yeah. like, you can't block it and all that stuff. And he won on every level since he's been playing the game. Yeah. Like, every level, he was the most, the best player in the league. He was. Yeah, he was the most dominant easily. And yeah. it was nice and graceful, too. It wasn't like he graceful. was stronger than everybody. He you was, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I give him his props. Like, he, for sure. he was dominating, like. No, nah, for sure. He sh- he is. It, I'm looking at it from like a pure skill standpoint. When it comes to like, right, it's like a toss up between to me Kareem and Hakeem, because it's just like Hakeem was more skilled. Hakeem had the he would cross everything, pump fakes, J ball, turn around, J. It just when, to me but, is more my taste. But when has like all them I players, all them players I named in my top four, they was the best player in the league more than. Three to four years. 
the best player in the league when nobody in the league better so than if, him. So if, if Kareem was in the league with MJ, would he have been the best player? It's, I'm just saying, so, but Hakeem nope. was, though, so he No, he, he wasn't. I mean, he, he the won best two player rings. in the world was playing baseball when Hakeem but he won, two, won rings. two rings. He won two rings, but, but everybody knows who was the greatest player, though. That's what I'm the saying. The best player in the world was playing baseball. When the king, so Hakeem got. But we to be knew the best, the best basketball player was for two years, though. For for two years, I'm saying he. I'm just saying he was. He, the, he was the next in line after MJ. But we knew like, MJ was number one. My, Kareem, them two years that he was the best player, he would have did something with MVP Shaq. No, that's not that. That's top. No, nobody. Can when do Shaq was the best Shaq. player, Shaq was First so of all, dominating. Hakeem Hakeem is the one who Shaq gives it up to say that he gave yeah, him the business in the, in every the finals. Time. Shaq says it himself. In the he was a young young Shaq. He was a young though. He was a young young Shaq. He was a young. I'm talking about three P Shaq. This is why. This is why. Shaq was different. Nobody like you. This is what I'm saying. Like different Shaq. Prime Shaq. Nobody in the world was better than Shaq in the history of the game. When three P Shaq. No, 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 no. He was the most dominant person I ever seen. Anything. Player in the history okay. of yeah, the right. entire game. That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. Yeah. So that's when nobody argued that. When, when 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 Kareem was doing his thing, Kareem was the best player in the world for at least four to five years. That's cool. He was. Even Wilt though, like like Michael Wilt, Jordan like, to I me was the like best player in the world from '89 to '97. He make all of them look like Chris Dudley dunking on them. Hmm. That's how he make them look. Yeah. Shaq. No, Shaq was Shaq was dominant, but like you said, like that little period, like when you're like the clear cut best player in the league for like more than three years, four years, then like it's impressive. That's impressive right there. Like Yeah, if you can get three, four years of being the best player in the league. But like, I'm saying is like Hakeem Hakeem, like he he wasn't better than MJ. MJ was the best player even as before he won the championships with when MJ went to go play. MJ was still the best player in the in league. In the world. We talking about the world. world. But I'm just saying <laughs> Hakeem was still nice as shit but playing in the what? same league. So but crazy. if you switch them two and put Kareem, you wouldn't just say he was clear cut the best player over right. MJ. That's True. what I'm saying. If you switch those like it's hard for Hakeem to be that great when MJ was in the league with him. He can't do it. You know it. what I'm saying? Like just it, like just like Carl like Malone Kareem had his time no when he really had nobody that was that good in the league with him mm-hmm. like that. No, I'm not it, like MJ, like greatest of all. I'm not saying you got to play your era. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like they both would have been second behind MJ. I feel yeah. I feel like you the best player in the world right now. Like you the best player in the world right now. You pick up the torch. You can be the best player in the world. For another three, four, five years, and now you know half a decade of the best player. To be the best player in the NBA in the See, world. When we talk about best players though, like I try not to even now nah, like That ain't for you to judge. That's yeah, for us. Like, like, they ain't for you. No, that's, it's that's, not for, I'm not saying it's the judge, but it's just like now when we really talking about it, it's like we got Different taste when we talking about it's the all best opinionated player. with the yeah, old people. Like, Even when we talk about the older guys, how you dominating games? Like these dudes was these dudes really was dominating games on the same level, but one team was winning more. And so we say this guy might have been the greatest, but like these dudes was actually doing kind of the same stuff out there, like putting up the same dominant numbers. When Kobe won winning when making the playoffs or going home he, first round, he was still he, killing. He was the best That's player in the like, world. He was still killing. That's how I look at like, it. Like I'm talking about he going he home first round level. to Phoenix. Yeah. Everybody in the league know that Kobe was the best player in the when world. When I say the best, when I look at these dudes, I'm like, this dude is unguardable. That's by why anybody on the floor 
I think he's the best guy walking on this court right now. I seen that with Mike on every court, and I also seen that with like Hakeem too. Like I was like, I can't. My eyes can't lie. I've seen these dudes take over every game they've been a part of. I'm why not taking away from nobody because it, it was it was a lot of good players, a lot of good players in in the era. Penny, like Barkley like, was a player. All of these dudes, Penny, nice. Grant Hill, like like you had great players. You like you know the dream team was full of great players, but. To be amongst the wolves is 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 is, is a leader of the pack. It's oh, somebody who's uno numero. Oh yeah, like Jordan had time. to Jordan had to work his way up. Yeah. Like when Jordan was doing his thing, Magic, Isaiah, yep. and Larry Bird, they fighting to be the best player yeah, that, in the world. Yep. That's that's one of the main reasons that I yep. feel that Kobe is constantly disrespected in this whole. But that's why I said Kobe and everything. Name. No, I, I'm not saying that y'all did it. I'm just saying, period. Yeah. That I feel like. Like I, I'm, I, I literally had to guard him, prime, three P, all the Me way too. to whatever you want to say. Like, please, yeah. bruh. It's different, bruh. You hear me? Like, please, what are y'all talking about? It's ridiculous. My top five is is, is MJ, Kobe, Easy, Kobe, Easy, number two ever. Exactly. I don't even want to say number two. It's like they just up here with man, each other. Man, bro, dude. like it's not greatness, but in terms of skill, to man, it's yeah. MJ, it's MJ, Kobe, Shaq. Then I'm going LeBron. Then I go Kareem. I like to put these dudes in there when they were retired, though. Like that's when, like, I really want. Like I really wouldn't. Like I, I really don't really use Kareem as a measuring stick because he, like he said, he's in the seventies and pre all of that, and like he just greatness. Yeah. I don't want to even yeah. really mess with that. He like one like, to me. He like one of the founding fathers that's, of this that's whole show. That's what I'm saying. So like him, Bill so Russell, 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 they just like over there. Russell, him, Bill Russell, over there. Like, you don't even like, mess just, with them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all, just, need, y'all the towers they, of this whole shit. Y'all, exactly. build, y'all, help, y'all help build this whole thing. So it's like, it's hard to put them in there. Plus yeah. they big fellas like. And then that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's why I kind of just lead them over there. But like. They really positional players like dominant just at that position. I'm on the block with it. And I feel like we have to put, I can't not put Shaq in there because he the baddest dude though. Walk this planet. That's yeah. what I like said. He the best. So like that man, too, the man. That's what I'm saying. Like man, and he was and, never and, and ever he, seen. He seriously, he seriously, he he transcends any. I don't care what what year, what what era, what oh, he no, gonna he, he gonna monster <laughs> kill everybody. Nobody yeah. in no year, no time was bigger or stronger. Ed, they can't deal with yeah. it. You had Nobody. to just relax. Five while Shaq was like, you name him, Will. Daryl Dawkins, none of them. He'll, he'll make all of them look like little uh, kids. Yes. Like, for real, he was a monster. He was the first one that big, that big to move that that easy. Because, you know, all of the other bigs was long and lanky. He, he moved so fast, and he was dunking stuff so easy. I'm Bruh, like, dog, how like, does this dude get to play in the league? Like, Daryl Dawkins shattered glasses. Like, he brought down the whole the foundations whole of the, the, the whole court. You hear me? He, yeah, Shaq used to dunk on people like y'all played against Shaq in the in trust the prime me, three years. Trust so, me, three P. That man Come body on. hurt. When they he had was the man. number. They had the so, number one man of steel. And they the started no- games off doing what? Tossing that three thing right down there. The, the number one and number and two stuff. player in the uh-huh. league. Was the number the one and number two players in the league was on the same team when we got to the league. But that's what I'm telling you. You had like, to chill for a few years. Gar and Kobe, <laughs> like you remember, you remember the scene in Love and Basketball, bro, when Sanaa Lathan, she defended, and it's like it's crazy. Like yeah. that's my description every time Gar and Kobe. Like every, like bro, the man, like you, everybody know it was at one point where 
he literally is the one player in the league. He might shoot a left hand. He'll do anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't put nothing past him. He'll Wrong do leg. anything. That's what I'm saying. He was out there like, yeah. I tried on you, boy. Like yeah. you got I try something and not even care. Like, yeah. I try something on yeah. you. And then like how you out there like, bruh, this dude here. He doing some shit. What? Well, he was he, like, please. The four, and they disrespect him constantly. constantly. He was like, just nobody had the mentality that he had. Like, man, that man was like, it's kill everybody all the time. Can't nobody fight me. You say something to me, I'm putting fifty on you. And I'm not saying it. I'm talking about literally. I'm about to try and put fifty on. <laughs> yes, me. yes. Like, and I'm a talk bad. I'm a man. Please, oh five, oh six season. Please, man. That man was a. Killer. I was staying up late seeing in high school watching him going to work. I watched that 81 point game live. And when he got to cooking in that night, I was like, this is the greatest, this is the greatest player I ever seen, dog. Bruh. I really thought that that night. I'm like, man, he's shooting face. He coming into the lane, stopping on the dime, give you two pump fakes Foul right him. before three seconds. I'm Playing pulling out. hard, physical, <laughs> but trying to get my, man, okay. Screaming oh, on oh, you after okay. he dunked. Like, oh, okay. You like, going yeah. oh, okay. That's what you, oh, okay. I'm about to. <laughs> He was screaming, like, all the best defenders that I heard of in the league coming up, like, before I got into the league, Bruce Bowens, the Shane Battiers, the, the, the Rajah Bells. Like, he was really going right at them every night, and he was really trying to punk them. Like, he really tried to show Like, they was good defenders. They got paid for playing defense, and Kobe yeah. was like, nah. Going crazy. Nobody was going to get me. no name. On nah, you weren't getting the Kobe stopper name. Ruben Patterson. They tried. Hey. Stop. Game winners on that boy. Nah, he like, was cooking them people's man. Yeah. I'm like, he too good in this league because like he was like the rest of the two guys in the league was catching shoot threes or they was great defenders or they couldn't really shoot and they was pick and roll guys. It was like not a complete two guard around at that time. Yeah. Like not real complete like Cole. Hey, we play we we do this one thing on here that we go like it was it better in the nineties or now. We don't want to keep you forever, so we want to try and wrap it up. But like, I could talk to y'all all day. Right, right. We we could do this all day. That's why. I was, uh, better today or better than the nineties? Jerseys. The jerseys in the nineties was better. Jerseys in the nineties was better. Yeah. Technology better today, but the style was better. So what's your 90s. so what's your favorite jersey from the nineties? I know mine off the top. Well. The, the old school New Jersey Nets, Drazen Petrovic joints. Mm. The, uh, the blue. The light blue, blue joints. The red yeah, joints yeah, was yeah. hard joints to was hard. me. The Suns, I got it. That's a, just a classic joint. The Suns with the uh, sideways side joint. Okay. Um, and the, the Grizzlies, Vancouver Grizzlies joints was fire. No, I was just going to say that Toronto and Raptors. Toronto had the first the best joint. When they they name and style of mine. Yeah, they had the little Raptor on the That was the first the time. That was like the funkiest NBA jersey. Yeah, like the Toronto time. Raptors that joint was, the was one. hard. That was the Word. one, the purple joint with the stripes. And when Orlando dropped that black oh, the pinstripe. Pin <laughs> the, the Chicago Bulls pinstripe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mike, though? Oh. after, though. We bit after the after the Magic. Yeah, it was after the Magic, but... <laughs> that was still stupid hard. Better in the 90s or better now? The layup line. Like how they doing the video when everybody jump when they I'm dunk. Say, and yeah. You know how you... Like in the 90s, shit, they used whack. to let you... I like, the, I like the regular layup line, man. Get, your, get ready for the game, man. <laughs> <laughs> All that extra shit, man. So get back to the, the 90s. Yeah, man. You couldn't, you couldn't touch the rim, so everybody had to go up there and... Uh, get you a quick little get you drop a quick in. Little drop in. And run back to half court, man. Tech if you dunk in the layup line. <laughs> yeah. they now they let them dunk so hard in the layup line. I'm like, they gonna break the goal before the game start. 
Yeah, back there in the 90s was better. I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Better in the 90s or now? R&B music. Come on, man. That's always on radio R&B in the 90s coming up. Only was on the radio. Nowadays, they pop up pills, all types of crazy. That's all that's going on. Even on the R&B songs, you're going to have a feat, a rapper featured yeah, and right. you ain't yeah. just going to get no, crazy right you know what I'm saying? Trap music. What about rap music? Better now or in the 90s? See, that's the thing I've been thinking about that. <laughs> they more artistic now. They are artists at the end of the day. So they're a little bit more artistic with the sound now, but the straight bars back then was rapping about stuff back then. The content was so, better. So, if you, so he's a rapper. Yeah. Nah, I ain't yeah. no rapper. But I have rapped before. Yeah, so. I heard the song. I used to listen to the song with you and Stack Five, Lil Stack Jack. Oh yeah, you know Stack real. He really into it. Yeah, Stack really, like really Stag. into it. I was in nah, Atlanta when he Jack. was really going in with the rapping stuff, really being focused on it. If you're stranded on the island, you ha- you needed five albums. To Uh-oh. get you through it. Come on. Uh-oh. What is your five albums you need to get through through this album. island? Black album. Okay. Hove. Uh, Confessions. From me. From me that's Ushers. Okay, that's a bar. I, I definitely. Um, gotta pick a Drake album. Drizzy. Uh, gotta either... Scorpion album, I mean, that's probably his best work to me. The new joint he dropped. So you like that joint? Yeah, it had R and B album and different vibes on there. That was rocking though. So that got that Drake. We got Black Album. Drake. We got Usher's Confession. Scorpion. And we yeah, got Drake uh, Scorpion. Yeah. Midnight Marauders. Tribe. You gotta have the Tribe vibes on there. Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. After that, damn, that's a tough question. And then you gotta have <laughs> Ready to Die. Oh. Big. Okay, I, I'm not mad at that yeah. top five. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a solid like that. five albums. Yeah. <laughs> Dance moves, better in the '90s, better now. <laughs> they better now. Yeah, it's so much. Yeah, stuff so now, much. They, bro. they creative in this. Yeah. I love and electric slide still lives today. Cha cha slide still doing that. Casper slide. Cha cha now, y'all. Cha cha again. Yeah, you right. That's real. I think I like the I like the I like the young kids though. I like to see the, not like the real young kids, the little little kids yeah, when they get out there cranking it. It'd be like, yo, this is hilarious That's right grown now. Grown ups dancing on the ground. Yeah, I won't see it. Yeah, I ain't talking about the big kids. <laughs> yeah, better in the nineties and now. I know this one. In game dunks. Oh yeah, nineties for sure. I mean, Vince Carter was windmilling easy in games. It was a lot of body to body. Yeah, I think, I think what made it better in the, yeah, what made it better in the nineties though was the was that you got to actually showboat like when Kent, like when Sean Kemp cradled that joint and thumped yeah, on Chris Gladden and then pointed yeah. at him and like like now you get thrown out the game yep. for staring yep. or like yep. you know some like back then you could stare people down like Mike dunk on them and scream and yeah. scream and yeah. you know like point at them yeah, yeah all of that MJ I Shaq mean, dunk on what's yeah. name push him out of bounds push him out of bounds <laughs> nothing happened yeah. and Dudley throw the ball at him like yeah that's just hoops yeah like now it's like you can't do anything you nah. scream stare for like one second like tech nah you can't yep. even look at them but don't look at them like yeah, so it's like yeah. you know nah back then they was getting dunked on crazy dudes was doing when Vince went baseline on Chris Mullen I'm like why did you even try that how you try that in the game like you go baseline on a random drive and you just win. Come on. Yeah, Vince Nobody Carter is greatest dunker of all time to see him opinion. now still, still do it still out here doing it 
He's about to dunk on Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. <laughs> if he, he wouldn't have pushed him. Like, he had seven threes the other night. He had seven threes. He's Shout out Vince Sanders. Who, who would ever think that, the, 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 that we would be That's talking about him and his legacy like and it wouldn't be about Duncan? It's crazy. Like, yeah. It was no way yeah. right that his legacy wouldn't hang on Duncan and this man then rewrote everything and he out there like it's sick breaking to me. all kind of records. Yeah. It's crazy. It's sick to me because my first ever basketball jersey, I'm I'm in third grade was Vince Carter. Now I'm playing against him. <laughs> that's just third grade and he's still in the league. Yeah, like that's, that's crazy, crazy how long he he been around. That's crazy. Football. Better now or in the nineties? Um, um in the nineties for sure. I mean, it's safer now though. Yeah, it's safer. It's now. safer now, but in football they was they they was hitting back then. They was hitting. Steve Atwater, <laughs> Ronnie Lott. They was hitting. Them safeties was really putting the imprint on the game. Saying, <laughs> them linebackers was coming around the corner. Man, what? But now them defensive linemen. I seen a defensive lineman run a four four the other day. I'm like, oh, them, these boys get <laughs> these boys growing. <laughs> The DK yeah. Metcalf, DK Metcalf. He's a physical specimen. He ran like four three. You see he him? lived like twenty seven times on a two twenty five rack. I'm like, who is this dude? He look, he look like a linebacker. He look crazy. He receiver. Like, he a receiver. He gonna be wreaking havoc out there. That's like the two point to. Let's see if he can live up to it. Man, that's a lot to put on him. Celebrations. <laughs> Better now or better in the nineties? Man, the nineties, man. They, that's where it started, really. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> they had to rain y'all. They had to tone it down with y'all. Now we can't do nothing because y'all done wild out for about ten, eleven years. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they ain't used to like when we did that. Man, boy. Some of the coaches, yeah, they ain't used to like what we did. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you know, we want to thank you for rocking with us right now. Oh. This the, you know, Q Rich, D Miles, and Knuckleheads live on location. We at San Francisco, straight across from the Golden Gate Bridge yes, over there, my man. Easy Money, yeah, aka man. KD, brought us sir. into his space, man. Rocking with us. We definitely appreciate it, man. Much no, love. No, no, man. Love. Yo, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Download, subscribe. Check us out. We out here. We getting it in. Knuckleheads. Yeah.